Well, I want to have a, an interesting chat here. Uh, Amy Chan is joining us. Um, Amy is a Vancouver-based author and founder of Breakup Bootcamp. We're going to be talking about people who've seen their relationships go south during this pandemic and what to do about it. Amy, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay. Breakup Bootcamp. Uh, let's back up to that. I've never heard of that before. What is Breakup Bootcamp? Yes, yeah, so I created the world's first breakup boot camp, and it's a four-day retreat out in nature where I bring in 13 different relationship experts from psychologists to behavioral scientists to sex educators to help people after breakup or divorce not only heal their heart, but to learn about their patterns and to start shifting those patterns so they don't keep repeating the same uh, relationship patterns over and over again. So you can't just get a haircut, go on a diet, and, and come back better than ever? You need some actual in-depth work to get around this? Is that what you're saying? Yes, eating ice cream and getting haircut <laughs> just doesn't heal the wound. Uh, fair enough. Okay, now, if someone is out there and realize that, you know, this relationship just isn't working, uh, especially as we go through this pandemic, I can't imagine the hell that it would be to be in a relationship and sort of locked down and socially isolated with somebody you can't stand. Um, I imagine a lot of people found themselves in that position. First of all, is there something you can do before you break up to make it better when you actually do break up? Well, that's a really great question. So it's it's going to depend. Are you the one breaking up or are you the one being broken up with, right? If you are the one who is planning it, that typically gives you a bit more time to mourn the ending of the relationship because you know it's happening. Yeah. It's usually the person who is rejected uh, or perceives rejection who feels like they're completely blindsided. So unfortunately, if you're that person, there's nothing you can really do. But re- immediately after the breakup happens, um, one thing both parties can do is they can decide that the best thing for both of their health is to stop trying to be friends and to actually have a period of time, I suggest at least 60 days, of absolute no contact. Oh, okay. So a hard break. Yes, because here's the thing. When you're in a relationship, you have neural pathways that have been wired together. After a breakup, even though you know on a cognitive level that it's over, your body doesn't. It's in shock. It's used to getting dopamine and all these feel-good chemicals. So if you keep talking on the phone or seeing each other or looking at their Instagram, you're only strengthening those old neural pathways, and you're not allowing new neural pathways to develop. That could be hard to do, though, I would imagine, right? I mean, that's probably the most, you know, quitting anything. Like, it's really tough to just go cold turkey like that. It's definitely harder to do in the short term, but it has the long-term benefits. You need to rip off that Band-Aid. If you don't and you just keep prolonging having conversations and scrolling down memory lane, you only prolong that process of grieving. So we can't be friends after, right? Don't ever buy that. That's not something you should even entertain. No, immediately after, no. And what you need to do is you just need to have some time and space for you to recalibrate to this new normal. And then after that, then it's possible to explore, can you still have a friendship with the person? But immediately after, it's not possible. What about going out there and going crazy, get right back out into the social scene and dating and all that sort of stuff? Is that a good idea or should you just sort of chill and relax and be with yourself for a while? I see that a lot when people are trying to distract themselves 
from the discomfort. And anytime you're, you're reaching out for advice to distract yourself, to not deal with your emotions, that's unhealthy because the emotions, they need air to breathe, right? And if you're reaching for that advice, whether it's shopping, whether it's going on a dating app right away, you're not allowing yourself to process. And eventually, those emotions, they don't just go away magically. They come out in other ways. And that's when you hear you bring baggage. That's that baggage that was never dealt with and it follows you from relationship to relationship. Earlier you were talking about neural pathways and feel-good chemicals and stuff like that. Is there actual science? Is there people that have sat down and studied what goes on physically to a human following a breakup? Yeah. Yes. So they've actually done these studies where they put uh, people who are newly separated in an fMRI machine, and they found that the part of their brain that was activated was the same part um, as a drug user who's feeding for their next fix. Yeah, sure. So, re- yeah, so researchers uh, summarize that when you're going through a separation, you're almost like that addict who's feeding for a fix, you're, you're actually in withdrawal. And that's why you can feel like you're going crazy and you know that it's bad to reach out to your ex, but you feel like you have no control and you just need to. But when you understand that this is a very normal part of the process and withdrawal doesn't last forever, they've shown that around 20 to 30 minutes is when the intensity of that craving will start to subside. So if you can find a healthier way to distract yourself for those 20 to 30 minutes, go for a jog, call a best friend, um, then you'll notice that you actually can control that withdrawal and it's actually not so bad. Okay, some good advice. There are some good tips. I mean, basically, it's just, it seems like, as weird as it sounds, willpower. You just have to tough it out and, and make that clean break no matter how hard it is. So you make an excellent point, and I would also add to that, it's not just willpower because willpower will end. Uh, It's not finite, right? So you have more willpower at 8 in the morning than you do at 5 p.m. That's why you reach out for the cookie or you might reach out to call your ex. You want to create systems to set yourself up for success. So if you're going through a breakup, you write a list of, okay, what are all the things that I can do to get a healthy dose of dopamine and feel good chemicals when the cravings kick in? Who am I going to call? What exercise am I going to do? Do that and set yourself up for success. Um, So that's one of the things. And I think the other thing is when you're constantly focused on your ex, um, and we do this after a breakup, you might get together with your friends and you might bash your ex. And you feel good in the moment, but what that does is it actually just increases the emotional charge which keeps you hooked. Because when you're still vilifying your ex, you're blaming your ex, hoping for your ex to change, you're still in a relationship with your ex. And sometimes we hold on to the pain because that's the last part of the relationship that we've got left. Interesting. Okay, Uh, one last question here. The whole pandemic, the whole nonsense we've gone through for the last 14 months. How has that changed the world of breakups? Oh my, it's been horrible because (laughs) um, breakups have increased, divorce rates have increased. We haven't seen how high the divorce rates are going to be because a lot of places are locked down. But we, we, there's definitely, you know, a lot of couples, the, the cracks in the foundation that might have been able to be swept under the rug, Mm -hmm. they couldn't be ignored when you're with someone 24 hours a day. So I've seen a lot of people struggling because they don't have 
the ability to go out to their friends and, and get a hug or go on a yoga retreat. So it's been extra hard for these people. And that's why it's even more important than ever to really double down on your self-care. What does that mean? So doing things that feed your light, feed your soul, that help you build your identity again. And that might mean you take an online course. That might mean you decide, okay, right now I'm going to write that book I've always wanted to write. Or I learn on YouTube how to become a dancer or a singer. But you want to create something else that you can get obsessive and passionate about. Ah, okay. Because if you don't, that empty space and that time is going to be spent thinking about yeah. your ex and analyzing your ex. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Amy, good stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Great advice. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Amy Chan, who is a Vancouver-based author of Breakup Bootcamp and the founder of Renew Breakup Bootcamp.